Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it all the way <laughs> to episode 164. Michael, what is up? What is up? I, ho- I hope we make it to 164. I hope we make it to 164. <laughs> oh, the things that you don't see behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? Um, I remember during like the Q and A episode, I think someone asked like, or like one of our Q and A episodes, someone asked like, like, oh, what's like the craziest thing that ever happened? And I think it's the secret, the secret double recorded episode. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's it. There's a secret episode of TVWS where um, early, early, early days. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give anyone too many clues. I'll tell you why in a second. Michael and I recorded a show. And then we were done recording. It was like an hour, hour and a half. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and we were fucking exhausted. And then, um, I'm not going to name names, one of our tracks got lost. Yep. Or, or deleted or something. And basically, we were faced with the prospect of, okay, do we not put a show out? <sighs> or do we just record again and act like nothing happened? And we decided yeah. to <laughs> record again and act. We were the band that did a one-hour encore. You know yeah. what I mean, but without people having seen our actual first show, um, like the first time, the first time I saw Blink One Eighty Two, I was super young. But they mm-hmm. were doing like, man, it was like the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket tour. Yeah, and they did this thing where like they'd play a song, and they're like, I saw one person that wasn't clapping, so we're gonna play that song again, and they play the same <laughs> song again. <laughs> they just, just cover to cover they'll play the song again that's great but yeah this this episode we recorded it again we did the thing is we didn't even record it again and like with like fresh takes or fresh content we word for word we did the same jokes yeah we did the same surprised reactions (laughs) the same same banter and like when we were done like people are gonna fucking call us out we we probably sounded super fucking wooden and all this and like no no one noticed and i'm never gonna tell anyone what that episode was I want to take that shit to my grave. <laughs> but here, let's do this. You, um, if you, can you hear the church bells? I can. It's a nice little start to the episode. <laughs> it always hovers between Ave Maria and a song from Phantom of the Opera. I can't ever remember the name of. <laughs> That's weird. It's really creeping me out sometimes. But um, but here, this is going to be a lot of fun, actually. Episode 164. I was going to try try to say 164 in Spanish. I don't fucking know Spanish. But episode 164, this is going to be interesting because um, we have to talk watch family. Okay? I think one of the things that Michael and I love to do is we love to just have discussions and talk about things that, A, other people won't even touch, but B... That also really try and perpetuate and just really drive home what Michael and I are always really trying to communicate to everyone. You need to be a mindful collector. You need to be a thoughtful collector. Because the difference between, in my opinion, a happy watch enthusiast and a potentially unhappy slash never satiated watch enthusiast is the difference between a voracious consumer and a thoughtful collector, in my opinion. Um, you can be a consumer. That's that's super fine. You know what I mean. But um, if you're trying to be, if you're having the habits of a consumer, where it's just a matter of, you know, buying things or chasing things because you think they'll give you a certain feeling or whatever, that's just you know, that's just not going to satisfy you in the way being an actual watch collector, you know, would. And one of the topics that I think people might not realize, you get that weird reflex sort of action in, is fashion watches. Sorry, something loud just happened behind me. Oh, okay, there's my wife. <laughs> Did you drop something, babe? Yeah, I You dropped your phone. She loves dropping.
Okay. She loves driving. It's the, 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 the easily favorite activity is driving a phone. <laughs> she has it in like a giant case. It's like it's like a, it's like, it's like a wrapped brick of cocaine, and she just drops mm. all the time. Um, not that I've not that I've seen. Oh my gosh, she can hear me. What'd you say? You have less dead? This is not good airtime. Yet, so I could hear you insulting my phone. Oh, so yeah. It now. Okay, bye. Go, oh, okay, okay. Love you. Um, <laughs> it's that easy, man. Uh, what was I saying? Let's let's talk about fashion watches. So, the fashion watch thing, there's a couple of factors here. So, Michael, when I say fashion watch to you, what do you immediately think? I get Daniel Wellington. Daniel Wellington? <clears throat> I think, um, I think super... I think super blinged out Michael Kors watch. You know the Michael Kors watches? Yeah, are they still a thing though? Mm-hmm. I fucking see people wearing them. The My Seiko dad wears one. The Seiko yeah. SNK is not a thing. I still see people wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> or the Seiko S- SKX. Give me SKX is a thing. I see people wearing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the it's the idea that like there's this division in the watch family and, and people who are trying to be watch collectors where I don't buy fashion watches. So I'm a watch collector, but I think it's really interesting for us to discuss what the fuck does that mean? What is a fashion watch? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's thrown it, around it's thrown around pretty loosely. I would fashion say. watch is thrown around pretty <clears throat> loosely. Um there's a whole bunch of baggage attached to it uh, uh, uh as well. So I thought it would be really fun if Michael and I had just like a super thoughtful discussion on what a fashion watch is and maybe you guys like fashion watches more than you realize yeah you know what i mean uh but here before before we do that god these church bells are fucking still going on that's a it's a party today jesus (laughs) christ god so much so much blaspheming from me right across from the church that's probably why these church fuckers steal my parking these motherfuckers go they park in my in my parking lot all the time and they go and walk to church and it's like that's not fucking that's not very christ-like that's not christ I think Christ stole a lot of parking spots. <laughs> Whatever, man. The fuck Probably I created some traffic. <laughs> outdoor with a out there out there with the sandwich board sign. The end is nice. It's like, ah, eh, it's fucking Christ out there again with this end is nice. And this guy has has endless wine over there. <laughs> guy knew how to party, dude. Check All it right? out. Ugh, I'm telling you. Uh, what was I gonna say? We have to honor tradition. Michael, before we get into the main topic, before we really, really start getting into it, because I'm very excited to talk about fashion watches, um, I want to do a wrist check. I want to do a very exciting wrist check because I have a new watch alert uh, that I'm that I want to do. But I've also been talking a lot. Would you like to do a wrist check with me? And would you like to go first? Sure thing. Okay, go 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 first. Save 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 the people from 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 me. I am wearing my favorite watch. I don't think I've ever called it my favorite watch, but I'm wearing my favorite watch. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> no, it's 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 actually not that interesting. It's it's the Doxa it's the Doxa uh, sub three hundred black lung. The Doxa is very interesting. Every time you post a thing on 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 Instagram, people are giving you eggplant and like splash emojis. People, so like on our feed specifically, I think the the top greatest hits. This Doxa, your Orient Star GMT, and the oh, yeah. Christmas Chrono. I think I think those three <laughs> watches just kill it on yeah. the feed. Um, but yeah, this is this is what I have on. It's it's one of those cases where 
I came home from like a disgusting work day and just like, I'm like, all right, it's time for the weekend. So I took off what I was wearing at the time. I think it was, uh, I think it was the SKX actually. Mm. I put this on, I, I put, I put this Doxa on a lot to just mark the weekend. Like, yeah. okay. It's, it's time to put on the lazy pants. Yeah, dude. You peel, uh, you peel the SKX off your wrist like you're undoing a tie. Like, it's the fucking weekend, man. I mean, yeah. not, to, not to slag on the SKX, but, you know, weekend you know, it's, So this watch is kind of like something started happening where it, it, I knew that it was limited. So this came out in 2017, 300 pieces mm-hmm. um, with a pre-order price of 2190 That's what I paid. Um, I don't think, I don't think they ever sold for like the full retail of twenty five ninety. Right. I, I think they ran out before they like the pre sale took up all of that. Um, <laughs> but man, I'm seeing I'm seeing some of them pop up and sell for like over three now. Jesus. Uh, which is kind of weird, and it, I f- I feel like for a bit you could find them pretty easily, but. Um, I'm noticing that this is one of the hardest doxes to find secondhand now. Um, I'm even finding, I see one, actually two of the originals on eBay now, which is kind of crazy. Wow. One of them is $15,000. <laughs> what do you think? Should we, should we go all in? One day. And we can, um, we, we can share it. We can, we can have joint custody of a $15,000 watch. Jeez. No, no, it's not going to be a doxa if we do that. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, this is another thing I kind of realized wearing this yesterday. I was just like, man, Kaz, never let me buy another dive watch. Because, like, (laughs) I was was actually seriously, (sighs) it's it's hard. I I was seriously looking at a sumo yesterday, like, pretty close to just, like, bam, like, in the cart, go. But I'm just like, why, man? Like, sometimes... Okay, do you need another pulse meter? Really? Like you no. have you have, I have one heart, I have one pulse meter. That's been yeah. that you know, I I don't have like a four chambered bovine heart or whatever the fuck. I don't know how bovine hearts work. But yeah, no, I only need one. To your points. Yeah. So that's that's kinda how I feel about this docks and, and dive watches. I mean, I've never since since getting this watch, I've never been like, Oh my god, a submariner. Like mm-hmm. if, if I could have one of those. You know, so I lately I've been I've been interested in like really finding out what I like. Yeah. Um, whether it's like some kind of watch with a space tie or like something that that has like that British military look to it, like just really finding the essence of what I'm into. Uh, and as far as dive watches go, like this Doxa is it. <laughs> My biggest so. impression, because we've talked about the new, because you're, you're talking about the new Sumo also, right? The 6R35 or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, the green one. It's beautiful, man. But That's... it's like... The, the thing is, your I think your inclination to get that purchase is uh, an attraction to the like the aesthetics. Aesthetically, it's a beautiful watch. Yeah. But if you're categorizing it, which most people do, or like in like 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 segmented buckets where dive watch, chronograph, three hand mm-hmm. dress watch, like if you yeah. try to think of it as a dive watch purchase, like well, of course not. Like your Doxa, your Doxa's it, man. I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like. You're still attracted to the aesthetics of the sumo. It's 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 I mean, especially in green, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I'm just really stoked that like so the first couple of green sumos that they actually I think they did one. I look terrible, man. I, I, the, I just, the teal I one with like the it. yellow the yellow hand. Ugh. Ugh. God. 
It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> high school like football team colors. Yeah, but, dude. <laughs> but this green one, this newer green one, looks kind of kind of badass. But I yeah, it's spray, expensive. I can spray paint my sumo green and, and mail it to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm not above that. I'm not above it. <laughs> Oh boy. So that's that's what I'm wearing. Um just a couple more basics. Yeah, this this is a reissue of a watch that was only made in 1967. Mm. Part of the original prototypes that like were like blessed by Jacques Cousteau. Just a really cool um toolish dive watch like yeah. head to toe. Uh and and of course like the most legendary execution of an orange dial. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I'm wearing. It's it's great for the weekend. Uh, it's kind of weird when I take this one into work because I'm usually like in long sleeves. But I I will still say that I wore this Doxa with a suit uh, for a wedding in Colombia. <laughs> that's so kind of cool. fun. That's so cool. You're ready for anything, dude. Yeah. You know. But uh, that's that's what I got. I want to hear what you're excited about. I bought a fucking Timex. So you, on the you bought a Timex. Okay, cool. I bought a Timex. <laughs> nice. But I didn't get one of the new M79 ones or whatever. So we were talking last week. Um, we were we were shooting the shite. We were talking about Timex. Uh, uh, yeah, last week's episode was Timex. And so yeah. um, we were talking about it and we were talking about like how I think the quote, and I love this quote, I've been saying this to everyone, Timex is a better micro brand than other actual micro brands. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a huge amount of effort and detail going into something where, as the end consumer, we're not being charged a lot, and you're actually getting a shit ton. And so my thought, my thought process was like, okay, I should probably, I should probably buy a fucking Timex, and like actually, like you know, that way I can give a proper breakdown. But I didn't want to get one of the super popular Timex that people are like stabbing their mothers for. You know what I mean? I didn't get one. I didn't want to get one of the Qs. I didn't want to get this M seventy nine. I didn't want to get any of the Marlins. I didn't. I didn't want to get any like the Peanuts ones or whatever. Right. Um, I was on the website and I was, uh, I was scrolling through, and then um, Henry, uh, one of our contributors, he said, he said, "Oh, you should check out the MK one line." And I'm like, I, yeah. I, I already, I already <clears throat> played Mortal Kombat one. Like, I don't. <laughs> they made Mortal Kombat watches. That's awesome, dude. Um, can they get one where it's like a scorpion fatality, where like the second hands is like an, a head with like the spine like dangling and like you know? Okay, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting really into it. Uh, one two one three one two two. That's the old code. That's the blood code for Mortal Kombat one on uh, Sega Genesis. <laughs> Damn, that's a, that's a good memory. <laughs> one, two, one, three, one, two, two. Uh, one is obviously A, and two is B, and and, and three is C, obviously. But uh, it's easier for me to remember with them with numbers. By the uh, way, per I, per your recommendation, I'm seeing this on leather right now, and it looks holy shit. Yeah. Hey, right. Who, who did this strap? Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I have a I have a box, um, just full, just full of shit. It's full of straps and just pieces of fabric that used to be straps and like shit from the past. Uh, and um, my wife and I were going out to, uh, to dinner last night and um, I was telling you I got dressed up nice. And I remember our discussion where it's just like, oh, I think leather watches should only be on like dress clothes. And so I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to I have to impress Michael. I have to get like a leather. I have to get like a leather strap on this watch. So I I have no fucking idea what leather strap this is. <laughs> Looks good. Looks really, really good on. Looks really good, <laughs> right? I can tell you. Um, actually, I have no idea what this is. 
just got it. It's just it's just apparated, you know. Nice. But um, so yeah, I was looking at the Timex MK1 line, and I'm looking through, and I'm looking through, and then I saw it. I saw this watch that I got, and this watch that I fell in love with. It is a I'm gonna read this here MK1 aluminum or aluminium for any of my Brits out there. I someone made that comment actually. Someone's just like I love saying aluminum in like a British and aluminium. <laughs> uh, it's aluminium. It's glaciers and vitamins. That's it. That's all. That's all the English English I know. The rest of it's just American English. Vitamins. Yeah. Vitamins. Nice. <laughs> it's packed with these glaciers are packed with vitamins. Um, I don't know if that's true. Uh, it's the MK1 aluminum chronograph 40 millimeter fabric strap watch. Uh, I'm going to send you the Slack link. The full reference is TW2T10700VQ. Fucking Christ box. Wow. I'm going to Slack this to you. This is a quartz chrono. Now, Michael, I will say the Timex website does not articulate to you how incredible of a quartz chronograph this is. So, first of all, the aluminum case thing kind of like is what I was most unsure about because like fucking dude, like soda cans are made out of aluminum. Yeah. And so I'm like, is it going to be weird? Is it going to be super light? Well, what, what first attracted me to this thing is like this, this has like a super old school, like vintage chrono vibe. It's a black, mm -hmm. the one that I got, it's black. It's a black dial with, um, with just like metal hands and these like loom triangle markers and like the, the 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 indicators the indices are like really huge it's super super legible mm -hmm. and it came on this like beigey like hay colored fucking um, nylon strap and so i saw this thing and i'm like ah, i don't know it's a bit of a risk but i'm just like you know what dude it's under a hundred bucks it's a 40 millimeter chronograph it's a timex like let's give it a shot like, let's buy a Timex that's not, like, a flavor of the week, you know, in the wake of all these... Because they, they, they just put out some new automatics as well, like those navvies, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so I'm like, like let's let's just give this a shot. This thing is fucking incredible. So it's 40 millimeters, which is awesome. But, dude, the dome on this thing, the video that you're looking at with the strap, you'll yeah. see the dome. The, it's an acrylic dome. Um, and on leather, I'm trying to avoid comparisons to other watches... Just because I don't think sometimes it's appropriate to do that because someone will be like, oh, well, I can't afford XYZ, so I'll just buy it. this watch. But it's kind of almost an unavoidable. On leather, this thing, dude, it has like a Zen Chrono vibe. Oh, cool. Yeah, kind of like the tall the tall crystal and everything. The and I tall, think they sell, they sell some with acrylic as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's like the vibe it's got to me. It's super light. It's like unworldly light, but mm. it reminds me of titanium lightness. Oh, nice. Without the price. <laughs> Without the price. <laughs> is that fair? You know? Um, 100 bucks. So what I want to go through is just the movement. This is a 120th second chrono uh, movement. So basically what that means is you start the chrono, and then when you stop it, the subdial at uh, 2 o'clock will stop at within 120th of where you are in that chrono second. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, you know, oh, I just, you know, it was 10 minutes and 45s and, I don't know, one-tenth of a second or some bullshit like that. I have no idea. Sure. Yeah. And it measures up to 30 minutes. So the minute chronograph timer is the one at 10 o'clock, and then the your running seconds is the one at, at 6 o'clock. But do you know what fucking blew my mind about this watch? 
What's that? <clears throat> our hand is independently set. What? The so like, hour, I can just can move the hour hand. Damn, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Fucking Timex put that on your shitty ass website. Like I can, I, I I pull the crown out once, and then that's the hour hand. When I pull the crown out a second time, then that's that's both hands. But dude, like. My fucking $1,000 Orient Star GMT doesn't even have an independent hour hand. So you can pull the crown out without stopping the seconds and then just like jump time zones? Exactly. That's insane. That, that's, that's fucking fantastic. And, and that's that what's crazy? Beautiful. <laughs> that's what's beautiful about quartz. Like, so if you take some of the Omega watches, like the Seamaster 300, which is like pretty cool, or like that Railmaster that I really like, mm. um, <clears throat> Omega's... Omega's like flagship time only movement has that feature, but yeah, you're in like 5k, 6k range, but yeah, that's, that's, what's beautiful about quartz. You can just like, <laughs> you can get that done for under a hundred bucks. It's crazy. So independent hour hand, um, super accurate chronograph. I've, I fucking, I love this watch like this. Like what was I doing? Yeah. If you if 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 you're like me and like there's a certain design style, but like every time you look at a watch that's in that design style and it's like too expensive or nothing's really clicking, fucking check out the Timex website. Don't don't go to Amazon and look at Timex because not everything on Amazon is on the fucking Timex website. Like there's just yeah. there's it's gonna sound super cliche, Michael, but there actually are undiscovered gems on the Timex website. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially in that MK1 collection. Right? So this thing is totally blowing my mind. Um, I'm wearing it now. I think it's great. The whole thing, so uh, the aluminum case, it is super light. I think the case back is stainless steel, but the case is aluminum. It's like, uh, it has like a dull sort of matte bead blasted finish, which really only adds to like the, the cool vintage um, like military vibe. But the crown and the buttons are polished, like super high polished. So it actually adds a really cool um, contrast. This is my first Indiglo watch. Oh, congrats. It's, fucking, <laughs> it's really cool. It's way cooler than I thought it was going to be. Um, the date wheel is also the same color as the dial. So it just blends in there. Um, but in terms of what I got for only paying like under 100 bucks, this thing has blown my mind. Nice. You know? The other really cool thing, there's a, I don't, this might be some sort of like shipping requirement that Timex has to do. I'm going to interpret it as an, an, a facet of honesty. On the Timex box, which is no frills, it's just a fucking box with like a paper sleeve and you open it up and like, ah, it's your fucking watch. It's not like a fucking humidor for you to keep your cock rings and lighters in or some like stupid lifestyle bullshit. It's just a fucking box that exists. It's the thing that you bought can go in it. Um, which is a cost saving measure. The next measure. Patreon episode will be on cock ring collection. <laughs> we, should, we do talk about cock rings a lot on this show. We probably should do like a Patreon episode. But yeah, so what's interesting, Michael, is the box. One which, listener, Fred Durst. Fred Durst. <laughs> I did it all for the nookie. Yeah. Sorry. The nookie. Yeah. Oh, boy. What happened to that guy? Um, there's, on the box on the sleeve, there's three lines. The first one says movement Philippines. Mm -hmm. The second one says assembly Philippines. And then uh, third one says uh, strap China. It actually tells you where the movement is from, where the watch was assembled and where your strap came from. That's like what uh, seven Friday does. 
what do they they do well when they kind of came out with that whole social media storm like they were that's that was actually a point of pride Mm. uh in their in their marketing like oh like these parts came from all over the world and they just owned it you know and it kind of it kind of spun into the whole like international craze behind those watches so yeah, it might it might be very intentional actually. It might be, but it's just it, it but the thing is it's on a it's on like a fucking sticker. It's just like a shitty unsexy sticker where it says these things. Mm. For me, I love that because one of the weird things that I think people don't have a like a like a big grasp on is that even in micro brand watches and even in fucking huge brand watches, some level of manufacturing or assembling is happening not in its marketed country of origin. You know what I mean? Um, if something says if something says like Swiss design on it, okay, it might have been design. I could design anything anywhere, but who's fucking making it? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so for me, I love the fact that Timex puts that on the box. You know? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, like it just it's just it, it, with with the in the watch world when there's just so much bullshit and noise and just like marketing diffusement where it's like oh buy this like if you're uh, if you're a real manly xyz country man you'll buy this watch like yeah well it's probably made by fucking like children in honduras man like fucking you know what i mean buying a thing doesn't make you something that the thing is supposed to be this is not how purchasing and emotions work absolutely um but yeah i love this watch this thing is fucking staying in rotation i'm pumped for the review um I'm super happy with my $100 purchase because I easily feel like I got something worth way much more just because of how cool the movement is, man. Independent setting hour hand. I get it now, guys. I get it's it nice, now. man. It's, it's nice when you don't have to like cool. wait to like change the time in your new time zone. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So uh, <laughs> questions that people keep asking me, how loud is it? It's, uh... not, it's not loud at all. It's not a weekender. I only hear this watch when I sh- I'm doing it right now when I shove my ear against it. In which case, I'll hear any watch. You know what I mean? I want to put it up to the microphone. You tell me if you can hear it. Can you hear it? No. Okay. I just hear your your cat fountain. Goddamn! I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's not loud at all. The other question is. Um, What's the alignment like? Does the chrono second hand like perfectly align with the ticks? Guys, of course not. It's a hundred dollar watch. Yeah. It's a hundred dollar quartz watch. Does that in some way impact the enjoyment I get from it because of its of its design? Like, no, man. Mm. You know what I mean? That level of caring is the same level of caring as someone out there on their front lawn with a ruler measuring their grass. To make, you know what I mean? To make sure that the lawn guys got it. Like, like, listen, optimal grass length is 1.9 inches, so there's enough sun to shade ratio, and this is 2.5 inches. I want my money. It's like, dude, fucking grass measures, dude. Jesus. You know? Oh, boy. I'm going to get some angry emails now. I measure my grass. You know, it's like, well, fucking good for you, dude. <laughs> you know, so like for me, no, it doesn't align, but I really don't care. I'm still happy with this purchase, you know? Um, and for me, I think that's an interesting segue into the main topic. Should we get into the main topic? Fashion watches? <laughs> we can get into the main topic. Did you want to cover some of the recently published uh, articles though? Oh, yeah, really quick. Let's do some, uh, let's do some shout 
shout outs let me get to the tbws website doing some really cool call outs for so if you don't go to the two book watch website the fuck is wrong with you no uh you should go to the two book watch website <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing from uh, what was that movie that will as I punch my mic that Will Ferrell did where he was the race car driver and John C. Riley was there Talladega Nights Talladega Nights and Talladega he was promoting Nights. a prize like if you don't I don't know <laughs> if you don't drink coke then fuck you or like something was, so he was like advertising <laughs> that's what I just if you don't go to twobokewashknobs.com then fuck you um, cool stuff has been posted uh, specifically, huge shout out to Mike Razak who put out like a really fucking killer um, review of an Omega C Master Professional 300 uh, that he had, which was um, I would constitute this as like the generation before what we're seeing now. It has the caliber 11200 or 1120 movement in there. Uh, it's he did a review of the C Master reference 2254.50. It's the one with the sword hams. Mm. You know? Yeah, uh, that's, really, that's really a cool. great watch. Still, like, really widely available and for oh, yeah. not much money. If, if we're talking about Mega. Like, we're talking about Mega, yeah. Um, really, really cool. Uh, there's a great personal story with the watch. The photos are fantastic. Go and check that out. Also, huge shout-outs to, uh, to, to, to Greg Bedrosi and just put up a really cool press piece. Um, this isn't relevant to me. I don't snowboard. But there's a, there's a cool Casio... Uh, collaboration. Cassio does all kinds of cool collaborations, and this one is with a snowboard manufacturer called Burton. Burton Snowboards. Yeah, oh, pretty the... like that's like the <clears throat> big time snowboard manufacturer. Is it? Are you a, are you a snow are you a snowboarder? I am a skier. I tried snowboarding once. Okay. Not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> Uh, and then also, so yeah, go and check that that Cassio piece. That actually, I mean, objectively, me as a not cool non-snowboarder uh it's a cool looking watch um in addition to that huge shout out to henry henry put up another really cool press piece um on these did we talk about these on air these seiko presage chronograph things we did not it's kind of um yeah we just kind of discovered that in the middle of the week but yeah there's there's a really popular with vintage seiko collectors you know the crown mono pusher chronograph and yep. so it's kind of an interesting approach and i can't you know i can't say that i hate it i like that seiko did something that is under a grand i can't believe i'm saying that it's like oh it's nice to see a seiko release that's under a grand um, these are the this, end times michael yeah <laughs> so um they basically took the essence of the crown chronograph mono pusher and created i guess like these new presage watches so it's the watch without the mono pusher that's basically what this is. And so in the article, you see, you know, an example of the original mono pusher chronograph mm. uh, alongside these these newer ones. So I just love that green one. That's all I care about. The green it looks one, great. The green one is fantastic. I'm looking for, I'm, I'm scrolling. There it is. That, that's quite beautiful. It almost has like um, an ocean gem tone sort of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. uh, really, really cool. I like the bezel. They kept the the, the bezel and this this sort of this sort of dial design. These are like you know iconic aesthetic elements of this original monopressure chronograph. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out: are they overtly calling it? Because I think people gonna people might get confused if they're calling this a chronograph. Yeah, they're gonna get very confused. So if you're about to like put this in your cart, 
please know it's not a reissue of the mono pusher chronograph that would have been like way bigger news <laughs> like for for seiko to to come out with like a full-on reissue of this yeah uh, that that would have been nuts this is something I, inspired by the chronograph design but it's not a chronograph no it's not a chronograph so it's it's a time-only version of that original watch which is cool it? it's it's a cool design you don't see that kind of I think it's almost like a pie pan sort of look to the dial. Um, yeah. You know, you you don't really see that in too many Seiko watches. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see them pull that one little element into like a new reissue. So um, I'm sure they'll, they'll do well. Uh, it, it's kind of one of those things that we never asked for. But, you know, the same goes for the the mini turtle or the minnow, whatever you want to call it. But hey, man. Thank God it's under a thousand bucks. It's under a thousand. You know, I I saw I saw a presage come out. Um, I saw a presage come out. Let's see, what, what was it? And I was like, I was getting I was getting ready to just like hop in my chair and fucking like shit out like a quick like press release. It's the okay. presage SJE081. It looks like. It looks like any other kind of black Urushi dial that we've seen before from the Presage line. And I'm like, all right, like, where are the specs? Like, I'm going to write about this real quick. I actually downloaded the photos, um, and then the price was $3,800. Holy fuck I was balls. like, what? Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah, yeah. If you look at it, it looks like any other um, Urushi dial Presage. I'm all slack it to you right now. No, I found, I found something talking about it. Yeah, dude. So, like... Yeah, it, it's 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 good to see that these um these crown chronograph inspired presage pieces were like under under one k. How in the bloody fuck are you charging three thousand bucks for this? Yeah. Every time a watch is made, is the assembler shot in the head? Is it blood? Is there like blood money? <laughs> it, it has the six L three five. Which one is that? Oh, so is it has special. What they, uh, no, it's got. That's what they put in like the the Marine Master, like the that's the undecorated Grand Seiko movement. Approximately thirty eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Just to give you guys a point of reference, you could probably buy two of those Omega uh, Seamasters that Mike Razak wrote his review about. Uh, thirty eight hundred, thirty nine hundred is also like the original MSRP for a Tudor Black Bay GMT. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, an in-house, an in-house GMT movement from the Rolex family. This is such an abusive relationship with Seiko. It's like, hey, here are these thousand uh, dollar really coolly like cool like designed you know prestiges. Uh, By the way, here's here's four thousand dollars for 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 a black tie watch. Oh my fucking god! Uh, it's yeah. just, is it is it an Arushi dial? You used to be able to, used to be able to get these Arushi dial prestiges for eight hundred bucks. Do you remember that? I think Seiya Japan still has some. Come on, Seiya, we believe in you. Save us. Save us. Seiya Kobayashi. Students of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, man. I Are these limited? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Fucking hell. So stressful. Yeah. So yeah, huge shout out. Go check out the site for those three things we talked about. You're not going to see us talking about that fucking... Although that'd be a great idea to put in the new, the new, uh, the the the, the new uh, uh, set of of you know watch pressers we were talking about. Too broke? Is that what we're going with? I think we're going with too broke. Too broke. 
Michael, Michael and I will be creating a new section of the site uh, called Too Broke, where uh, it's T-O-O, Broke, so Too Broke, um, where basically fucking like super expensive watches or absurd watches will be covered there because we've had people say like, um, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this watch. You know, we're not too worried if it's more than like blah, 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 but like we're more than a thousand bucks, but we don't want pressers that we take seriously to be co-mingling with pressers that feature watches, which are just fucking like really dumb, dude, and way too expensive. Yeah, so it's, it's actually a big pivot for TBWS and um, back down to like the double digit episodes, we we were always sort of reaching out to the audience and asking like, hey, is it cool if we write about a watch in this price range or review a watch in this price? Actually, we, we haven't even cracked the nut on reviewing. <clears throat> really like stuff that's like super expensive but when yeah. it comes to just uh opinion pieces uh or talking about it on the podcast we've never really found a home for that kind of content uh so you know we, we'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this sort of new category this new feature for the website um where you may see something like a new ulysses nardin freak you know mm-hmm. like Kaz's thoughts on that or Ooh. Uh, like a fucking like $70,000 G-Shock, you know? Uh, so yeah, it, just just uh, an attempt to di- diversify the content that we, we have on the website and also, um, I don't keeping know. Keeping it real. Yeah, keeping it real. <laughs> I keep it real. Very cool. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, so huge shout outs, you know, Mike Razak, uh, Greg Madrosian, um, Henry uh, for putting out those cool uh, pieces. Check them on the site. More fun stuff is coming up this week as well. And um, yeah, you want to talk about fashion watches? Let's talk about fashion watches. I, I never officially said what the name of this episode was. I'm looking <laughs> at it right here. So this is episode 164. Hey bro, nice fashion watch. <laughs> as you point at a nomos. <laughs> Sweet Daniel Wellington, man. This is my three thousand dollar normal metro. Well, it's like a fucking Daniel Wellington to me. Sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, bro. Like I don't know. It's a watch. I'm sorry. So the fashion watch thing is interesting. I don't think people. The whole kind of division between quote unquote fashion watch and the rest of the watch world. It's not even on people's radars until they start getting geeky about watches. It was never on my radar until I started getting like a little geeky about it. Like I think even some of our first uh, watch conversations, you know, for me, and I think I think everyone does this when they first get into watches, or like when you find out someone's into watches, everyone does this. It's oh, is this a good brand? Is this a good mm. watch? Is this yeah. a good brand? Blah blah blah. Like like you look for history. I know that's what I did. I was like, what is the history? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I think I think as people start getting into watches and their 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 perception before their watch people is, oh well, you know, Michael Kors watches are between two and four hundred bucks USD. That's yeah. pretty expensive for a watch. Those must be nice watches. But then when you start getting into the watch family, you find the watch family really shitting on these watches. Like, oh, it's the quartz movement. It's just like blingy. It's all just, you know, it's just like a cool looking watch without any like substance behind it. Or like, I wouldn't go diving with that watch. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I can count 
on one fucking hand the number of our listeners that actually dive. Right? Realistically, I'm not saying there's none of you out there. So if you're sitting there listening in the diving bell, fucking really angry at me, hey, you're one of the guys on my hand. All right. <laughs> they're, so, they're listening from the diving bell. They're from there in the DC. They're in the you know they're they're doing another couple months stint in the diving bell for some got, reason. Got with some their Apple AirPods on. Yeah, he's got some. He got some. He got some AirPods on with this fucking helium escape valve, and he's ready to fire off a pissed off email. Like, I'm a fucking tell Kaz. I'm in my diving bell. Oh, okay. I'm one of the guys. I'm saying. I'm one of the how guys. Do you, how do you have internet? <laughs> That's they, what I they pipe it in the DSL line, dude. It's down there with his oxygen. Internet's yeah. utility, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's a different story. <laughs> so, so yeah, if you're about to fire off an angry email from the diving bell or whatever the fuck, hey, you're one of the guys or gals on my hand. It's fine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like as you get into watches and then like you you start to pull away from what you think of as fashion watches and these are what are the biggest fashion watch houses um fossil fossil is probably the biggest one because not only is fossil itself huge fossil actually provides a lot of the watches for some of these designer brands yeah um <clears throat> michael kors watches i'm pretty sure like the brooks brother uh fucking watches i'm pretty sure are fossil um, mm -hmm. as well you know like any instance where you've walked into like a designer store and they have, you know, $400 jeans and watches in the case, those watches are probably fossil watches. Yeah. You know, uh, I, think, I think a lot of it stems from uh, the craze. Maybe actually it might still be a craze, but there are more players in the game now. It's the, it's the hunt for a minimalist watch. <laughs> so, <clears throat> So I, I knew I knew that when I was getting back into watches, I knew that there was a lot of crazy stuff yeah. out there. And I, I might have still been like in undergrad when I was like, oh, let me like I had I had watches when I was a kid. I want like a watch again, but I don't want something that's like really, really loud. Mm. So I'm going to look for a minimalist watch. So something happened where we're like that became a real trend and a ton of people just capitalized on it. So Daniel Wellington think, happened. Yeah, I think that's where you get your Daniel Wellington. Um, you're like Michael some of the Michael Kors stuff. Um gosh, who else? In terms of fashion brand uh, uh watches, I think everyone has a sort of watch like that. And the thing is you even get some like Kickstarter micro brands yeah. who are launching oh, yeah. with yeah. like a minimalist design. Yeah. Um if we go you know to what's... Kickstarter right now, actually, I want to go to Kickstarter and just type in minimalist watch. I you bet know what you I it's fucking... still like a huge thing. Do you know what I love about Kickstarter now? I can still go to Kickstarter and find like watch Kickstarter campaigns that are saying, we're cutting out the middleman and bringing the savings to you. It's just like, even if that's true. Haven't, haven't I... you guys learned anything from us? Minimalist analog watch with a heart rate monitor. Perfect. It's a pulse meter. Uh, I'll buy it. I'll take 10. Yeah, dude, just go to Kickstarter and type in minimalist watch, and it's just like nonstop. Oh, fuck, you spell Kickstarter. There it is. MVMT. That was the other one I was thinking about. They got bought. They had every uh, every West Coast based company's dream come true. They got bought. Um, Rado bought them. No. Was it Mito or Rado? No, it was. Oh, fuck. 
who makes that um it wasn't Rado or Mito. It was That was one of those guys. A Movado, Movado. Movado. Another one of the <laughs> 90s brands that died. <laughs> For 100 million dollars. So you 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 build a business on like like generic Alibaba watch cases yeah. and you get purchased for $100 million. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Good for them, man. You know, $100 million. I thought it was $20 million. 20 is more than 100 or 20 is less than 100 20 is less than 100 <laughs> I think. Got it. Yeah, there's a bunch of minimalist watches here. So like that, like, you know, these, you know, kind of turned to, to, to fashion watches. But it's interesting because the fashion watch derogatory term you know it doesn't just extend to watch that you can buy in <clears throat> in stores like anytime a watch comes out and maybe if it's a minimalist watch and it's quartz or if it has the trappings of like a catalog watch which we have made fun of on this show but this the point of this episode is something different mm-hmm. um it immediately gets called a uh, 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 a fashion watch and i think the baggage associated with that is that this is not a watch for function this is a watch for aesthetics and design yeah <clears throat> yeah like I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be real with you i have never bought a watch for function you know what i mean that's a good point and i buy so, watches that i think look cool <laughs> yeah yeah and so can so is the whole like anti-fashion watch thing really warranted I think, well, no, I don't think, it's, I, I, I think calling something a fashion watch in a derogatory sense is super, super unfair because, I mean, the, who, the, who the fuck's diving with their dive watches? Again, you're one of the five on my hand. If you're in your fucking bell right now, you're one of the five on my hand. Jesus, I have to keep protecting myself. <laughs> Someone's going to mail me like a bunch of fish heads. I found these in the Marianas Trench. Like, fucking thanks, dude. <laughs> with I, don't want your, I don't want your angler fish skulls, you know? <laughs> whatever the fuck they're called um i think the impetus for people purchasing a watch in the watch fam it's it's sight it's sight first man you see Mm -hmm. a watch first and that's the that's what's going to attract you to it like that's just the reality and so for, for me in my like just like when i was thinking about it i'm like the same part of me that attracted that's the same part of my brain that attracted me to getting like the sumo the sumo, mm-hmm. my first dive watch purchase, that same part of my brain is the same part of someone's brain that will, you know, entice them to buy a Kate Spade watch if they're in there looking at handbags. Yeah. It looks cool and it's something I want to wear. Yeah. You know? So for me, the whole fashion watch thing as a derogatory term isn't fair because I think all watches are fashion watches. I think all watches are fashion watches and I think some brands are if we're if we're taking the the sort of negative definition that we like to toss around uh, mm. of a fashion watch I think some of the brands that we hold near and dear are closer to the fashion watch thing than you might think. So mm. if you like a G-Shock for example, oh yeah. Uh and the kind of like weird collaborations they've done with like rappers and like I don't know who the fuck like it, it it's just it's very it's it's more fashiony than anything. It's not it's not the fifty six hundred in like the ISS. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's it's a fashion watch, and and G Shock will capitalize on that. So, 
um i, I it, it is kind of strange to to see some some brands fall into it and some brands fall out of it like what why do we consider a daniel wellington a fashion watch but not like a nomos i will tell you i think it's, design wise if we're talking about looks you know i mean if, if we're talking about looks there's no difference for me, I think the fashion watch thing also becomes like a weird, like nerd bastion to do two things for people to feel exclusionary or special. Like, oh, I don't buy fashion watches because it's easy for me to just go on Amazon and buy a fashion watch or for me to fucking like walk into a Michael Kors and buy a fat. Anyone can do that. Like mm-hmm. I'm more, you know, discerning, um, you know, with, with my taste, which is really dumb. I don't like I don't like when hobbies are exclusionary like that's. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just weird. It's like, okay, then you like a hobby because it helps you... It, you get to be a dick. You know what I mean? A hobby shouldn't enforce your negative qualities, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, unless you have a podcast. Just putting it out there. You know what's so funny? <laughs> like, So a while back, and I think when the Michael Kors watches were still like really, really hot, my little sister, she wanted to get my dad a gift, I think maybe for Father's Day or something. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh, like Michael Kors watches are really popular now. Like, let's go, let's go have these on this like Michael Kors that I want to get for Dad." And I'm just right. like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." So we split it, and so my dad he's got his G-Shock, whichever one is not broken right now. Uh, <laughs> he has the Michael Kors, and then he has the Rolex Datejust, which for his fiftieth birthday I like got restored and yep, fixed up which belonged to his father <laughs> that he got after 25 years working at a company keeping in the family man and the funny thing is the funny thing is that like if if you see my dad out like you know at a nice dinner or something he'll wear the michael Kors. yeah <laughs> it's really funny because a lot of watch collectors uh romanticize and they really want to be like the one watch person mm-hmm Guys, one watch people, they're not really angry watch nerds. They're people who wear what make them happy. Yeah, yeah, they got the um You know what I mean? Like that like that like my dad's a one watch person. He's not a fucking watch nerd. You know what I mean? You know, just just the other night I was I was trying to think about my um you know my grandfather's watch so i think i've said it on the show before as well like my grandfather is is the guy that like planted the seed as far as watches go yeah like i i remember getting like i it may have been a fossil like a, some white dial fossil with a brown leather strap and i think they got it for me on like a cruise or something <laughs> like, my first watch was a swatch that my parents bought in an airport for me and and so like this this guy would get mad if I wasn't wearing it. He'd be like, a man always wears a watch. Right. And so for, for as long as I can remember, he had, it, it must have been a Timex Easy Reader or a Weekender, like one of those two. It was a tiny, tiny Timex, mm. which if you look at the, the, the Easy Reader or the Weekender, both of those are marketed very much in the same way that Daniel Wellington is, like just like a fashion watch. I think the Easy Reader is is constantly like bundled in with fashion watches, but like, yeah, yeah you can be the one watch guy with, I guess, a fashion watch. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
I, so, I, I, so it's just the fashion watch thing. People try to have watch collecting be this. That, that, that's what I'm saying. There's, 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 there's two like nerdy bastions that people use. Um, fashion watches helps you feel like your your watch collecting hobby is more exclusionary, so you feel better than people who are buying quote unquote fashion watches. And um, mm-hmm. I think there's definitely an element of sexism in there as well. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. Because a lot of the times, fashion watches, they're coming from designer uh, brands, which are mainly catered towards uh, women. Like the Kate Spade watches are super popular. Michael Kors, even though I'm pretty sure Michael Kors does sell like dude stuff, it, I, I've only really mainly see like like, like yeah. girls like shopping there and everything like that. You know what I mean? It's almost like synonymous with um, like an all bling, no substance sort of approach which is the really unfair kind of like mask that just gets thrown on um like watches aimed at women in, in general like remember those seikos that came out recently the, the four blue dial ones that we didn't like or whatever oh yeah the ladies oh, yeah. one was just rolled in like jewels yeah like guys oh, ladies watch ten thousand dollars like oh my fucking god yeah, it was like that $50,000 Omega that my wife tried on. And it was like a quartz, <laughs> tiny thing. And all, all of the cost was bundled into those, like, rocks. My my favorite, um, uh, a while back, Becky and I, my wife and I, we were looking at, like, watches like, in, like, a case somewhere. And um, we walked by, like, the ladies' watches. And, and my wife just doesn't like small watches. She just doesn't understand small watches. And she had, like, the she had the best, like, reaction. She goes, she goes, she looks at these ladies' watches and they're super small. She's like, what the fuck are these things? They're going to fall apart if I wear them. They're like tiny. They're going to look like pennies. I'm like, yeah, babe, this is what you should want. Your ladies, your ladies' watches. Do do <laughs> do what the department store is telling you to do. I was joking, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I think I think with the whole fashion watch thing, I think there is like a really weird element of like sexism in there. I think a lot of dudes use fashion watch as like a way to kind of I don't know. Protect fragile masculinity. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like um, if someone asked them, like, "Oh, I got, I got a Michael Kors. That a good watch." Like, Michael Kors is dumb. You should have bought an SKX and <laughs> and skull fucked a barnacle. It's just like, okay, Jesus. So you know what I mean? Like, because I've I've had I've seen people have that uh, have that reaction, especially like when I post my Invicta. Yeah, Invicta. You know, even like like it, you know, all marketing bullshit aside, I feel like people probably lump Invicta in with like the fashion brand thing because it's super accessible. They're everywhere. Um, you know, they do like these like, especially the Pro Diver that I have. Like, it's like it's basically like a sub case thing. So, I think for me, hold on, my cat's being bad, sweetheart. Get down from there. Get the fuck down from there. You heard, Michael. You don't right. spray them. That's people horrible. Like spray no. their cats. But people are also fucking terrible. Why would I? I, never, spray? I don't want to get sprayed. I never got. You want to get sprayed? Would you want to get sprayed? I, I wouldn't. I don't want to get sprayed. That's not my fetish. That's weird, man. You know, <laughs> this is not my fetish. Uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. But I. Oh yeah, yeah. So when I was thinking about the whole fashion watch thing, and like, I in the past, I know I've been unfair. To watches that would be classified as fashion watches but as i've sort of progressed on my watch journey and really thought about it and just gotten closer and closer to the heart of what really makes this hobby fun 
guys, we've said it before, and we've, we're going to say it again. Just buy what makes you happy. Me too. I, I and I, I can think back, think back at an exact moment where I was kind of snobby, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm sort of disappointed in myself. Uh, thinking back, I was, I was in a meeting with like, just like a bunch of designers. Uh, and then there was like a project manager next to me who like he was getting into watches and he kind of po- he pointed out a Movado chronograph on one of the creative directors and he mm. knew that I was he knew that I was uh, into watches and he's like yeah, so what about that watch that that he's wearing I'm like what do you think about that thing I'm like nah it's a piece of shit that's <laughs> yeah. so mean <laughs> so i I'm, I'm guilty i'm guilty of it too so we all are. but but look at um i have i have that particular watch pulled up and i'm just like you know what i i see a lot a lot of stuff in here that would probably appeal to a designer a professional designer so that's yeah. that might be why the guy is wearing it he's a creative director like you know a designer at heart so this speaks to him uh and i have no right to like say what i said <laughs> but, but, but the thing is it's when we got into watch like the watch hobby those are prejudices you automatically inherit those are the stds of the watch world and you get it as soon as you jump in this next pile you know yeah, what I mean? it, it comes it comes with like try trying to dive very deep into something <sighs> to find what is agreed upon to be very very good so you want to you want to dive into forums, you want to dive into Reddit, you want to dive into podcasts to find like the best first watch to get, you know? Yeah. And that's such that's kind of a low bar. <laughs> that's kind of yeah, a low well, bar. When someone says what's the best first watch to get, they're immediately posing a question which is based on external opinions. What's the best watch to get as considered by like what? Like I want to get a watch where watch people won't laugh at me. Where watch people won't yeah. say, "Yeah, that's a piece of shit." If I'm in a board meeting, yeah, with I want to design. You know walk what I mean? Into the meeting or walk into like the meetup and be like totally fine. Like nobody's gonna think that I'm weird for showing up with like a fossil. Yeah. That I'd be immediately we're starting off on like the wrong foot in my opinion. Like yeah, you should have the ability to choose something you like. If everyone on Earth died right now except you they're all dead everything all you everyone's gone everyone's dead fucking thank god they're all everyone's everyone's gone now i very much like the datograph flyback that's a great first watch uh which one wait wait, wait. i know that in platinum (laughs) okay i might just google now longer (laughs) well well, i mean yeah you you could you could you could you could get that watch if Um, everyone was dead on earth i could just steal it you just go into isn't that what the I didn't read the book. Um I just saw the movie and I am legend. Didn't he didn't he just he just like he just like drove around in a Ferrari. He just stole a Ferrari. He had a pretty nice car. I think it was like I think it was like wasn't a Dodge it? Charger or something, because that who that's who was like sponsoring the movie. <laughs> yeah. But like my point is if everyone on Earth died today except you, you should still figure out what watch you want to get. Like you should still know in your heart of hearts what watch would make you happy not yeah. what watch you could wear walk into a room and then make everyone's fucking like boners swoon or logical yeah. boner swoon no 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 external influence yeah yeah man you know what i mean because, but the, because the thing is what's funny is i did that for my first watch i asked you i literally said what is a watch i could get 
where a watch person, you know, uh, uh, like would, would catch their attention because I was because I was going on job interviews. Yeah, and you wanted to you wanted to like kind of make a a, a subtle impression. Exactly. You know, um, I mean, I mean, luck luck had it that I landed on the Seiko SNK because in terms of first watches, that one was probably the best first watch I could have gotten just because personally I loved so much about it. Who fuck cares what anyone else thinks about it? Um, so I feel like the whole fashion watch thing it feeds off of people's desires when they're getting into watches to get a watch that will impress people in the watch community but guys i think the secret is the last fucking people you should want to impress is anyone in the watch community we impress no one in the watch community michael i actually want to pull up the article okay the article that i sent you that the box of watch one that probably helped you land on the uh the seiko and i Mm -hmm. want to see if there are any fashion watches in here I mean, there's there's a Swatch, there's a there's a Ooh. Victor in Ox, which like I kind of feel like teeters the line between you know fashion watch and something else. You know, some people look at Victorinox like you if you buy a Swiss Army knife, like sometimes you get it. They just free. give you the watch. <laughs> yeah, like it's they just throw it in the bag. Um, so is that a fashion watch? Like that's in this article. Uh, there's a Jungans. There's an Orient. Nice. Mon- mondane. Like oh, this ar- okay. this article shows the stop to go, but Mondane makes some like pretty cheap stuff that I guess could probably be criticized. Did um didn't did didn't Bilal do like a part two of that and like everyone just like Dude no yeah, one was he, happy. He did a f- he did a fantastic fucking It was good. I love that. I, I love I thought the part two I'm like I'm like this is actually a really excellent list, but like the comments is just people like full neck beard. <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing when you operate on a site at that scale. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, check was, out part for, one for 2018. Yeah. That's what it was. Check out part one of that, uh, and then check out part two of it as well. Both of those are great. I, who who did the first one? Was it, uh, it was David Breton. Nice, 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 nice. So yeah, definitely check those out. Those I mean, for me, those were super helpful. But in terms of the whole fashion watch thing, I just, you should just. Buy what you like. You shouldn't have to worry about external opinions. Um, I think sometimes when people ask that question, they're also like, oh, you know, I want to make sure I'm getting something that's good quality. I think Mm -hmm. if you're in a situation and someone asks you that question, which is loaded, you know, what watch can I get where people won't laugh at me? um, I always emphasize to people, like, it really honestly depends on budget. Like, your quality should be in congruence with with your budget with your design kind of taste leading the way. So me spending $94 on this Timex, if this was my first watch, I would be fucking incredibly pleased. I love the way it looks. I think the quality is great. I love the features of this actual chronograph. I love the Indiglo. Um, The aluminum case is actually really fucking cool. It makes it, 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 it brings that whole vintage vibe out of like looking vintage to kind of feeling vintage it has that yeah. sort of feel you know and, and acrylic crystal will do that there's, there's oh, yeah. a sort of there's a sort of yeah. warmth behind it and you're just like oh i feel like i'm in a different decade altogether it's really cool <laughs> i like it. it sparks mad joy for me yeah you know so the fashion watch thing is interesting i think what are some other fashion watch brands those are I, timex technically shinola shinola that's a great one and I kind that of like a great one actually. Yes, I like some Shinola watches, but I'm kind of scared to say it. 
<laughs> I think some of them are designed really, really well. I think the issues that occur within the watch family are price, because these do tend to be um, like on the on the more expensive side. Uh, let me see. Go to this Shinola Detroit. 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 That's how I say it every time I see it on TV or whatever. Uh, 500, 700, 400. So these the, these seem to be running the whole gamut of the spectrum between like 300 and, and you know, uh, 1,000 bucks. This is kind of cool. If you go to shinola.com slash men's slash watches, the first thing that they kind of let you do is to shop by dial color. I've That's never cool. seen that. Shop by dial color, orange, black, white, yellow, silver. That's pretty cool, right? And then there's the build your own watch feature. All right, let's see. Let's look at orange because I'm wearing an orange watch. Orange, there it is. Yeah, this thing is a thousand two hundred fifty. You're you're in you're in. Well, orange this is this is now. this is the automatic. Yeah, that's the automatic. Let's look. Let's look at quartz. The Runwell is a pretty popular one. Quartz. A pretty popular model. <laughs> quartz. Um. <laughs> Marty, uh, grab your quartz watch off the dresser. <laughs> so, I mean, the Vinton 38 millimeter is $550, and it is, let's look at the specs, movement. What is the Argonite 715? Oh, yeah, this is quartz. These are Miotas. $550, bucks, quartz movement. I mean, yeah. I paid almost a thousand for my CWC. So, well, see, so someone's argument would be like, "Oh, why the fuck would I pay five hundred bucks for a watch with a quartz movement? I can't fucking dive with it, um, where I could spend less and get like an automatic or blah blah blah." It's because you are for some reason falling in love with specs and features that probably aren't really that important. Again, unless you're one of the five people on my hand in a fucking diving bell right now, all right? I mean, it looks really good, man. This, this has kind of watch. like Explorer vibes to it, if you ask me. And plus, um, I talked to someone, I used to work with someone who had one of these watches, and she loved it because uh, it had Detroit on the dial. Mm. And like, yeah, you're paying for that, but like, you can say the same for a lot of other things. I'm probably going to upset you, Michael. When I'm buying a Gibson guitar, I'm paying a shit ton of money for Gibson on the headstock. You're I mean, absolutely, you're absolutely right. That's the truth. You know what I mean? Like that's the truth. Like you really just have to buy what you like. And so I don't that's think why, that's why I got mine used. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't know. I, I, I was thinking about it recently, especially after the Timex episode. I think a lot of the fashion watch hate, I think it's stemming from other kind of endemic issues that are occurring. Um, I don't like how people who are just getting into watches uh, inherit the prejudice. Because it is prejudice. That's that's what it is. Anything where you make a decision on something um, based on like preconceived knowledge from other people, you're you know, that's that's just prejudice. Especially if it's a derogatory decision, you know. Um, mm. This one's really cool, actually. Vinton thirty-eight millimeter. This is cool. Four hundred bucks or uh, small font. Five hundred bucks. Yeah. If someone wanted to buy a watch that had from a brand that had an American legacy, because Shinola, I think they were a bike manufacturer. Is that it? They either made bikes or shoe polish. Some 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 shit. <laughs> if you wanted to buy a watch uh, that had like an American legacy, and if you wanted to buy a watch that uh, honestly, you know, you can recognize Shinola watches. Like a lot of them sort of have 
You know what, actually, I, I, I hate doing comparisons, but if you like a lot of RGM watches, but you don't want to pay ten thousand dollars, oh my look god, at, yeah, look at look at Shinola. You know, those are two American brands, both designing with a sort of um, trying to capture a sort of like nineteen twenties to nineteen fifties sort of aesthetic with some of their dial designs. Some of their maybe I know uh, RGM has that bad fucking baseball watch. Um, you know what I mean? So. I think it's just enforcing that there are watch brands out there for everyone. Um, and you should really just lead with your heart. Yeah, absolutely. You know? <clears throat> I love this Timex. Yeah, that's that's kind of making me like want to look at the MK the MK1 collection. Mark 1. Let's see. What Mortal else Kombat. is in there? Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, let me see. Mortal Kombat 1. Sorry, <laughs> it's all about part two, man. <laughs> well, the first it, it's like pit. it's like it's like it's like band albums. First album, yeah, usually it's a throwaway. It's the second album where they kick in. They get a proper producer in there. You know what I mean? Usually it's the second album. Yeah, dude, uh, this this forty this forty millimeter for ninety bucks MK one aluminum time only. That looks like looks like those old like Vietnam watches. That that'll look nice next to my uh, CWC. I love this thing. This thing is so cool. Uh, they also have the chronograph from 42, if someone didn't want. Oh, by the way, I just got an alert. I just got a, and this is a callback to the last episode. I got an alert telling me that there's a number of Timex cues in my cart. That's hilarious. They got you. <laughs> oh, my God. I still want 999. <laughs> Right now, there's an email remarketer sitting at their fucking station just biting their nails. Please make the price $17,000. Please. You have no idea. I'll be top of the leaderboard for the next 10 years. Oh, my God. Please. please. Mr. Pinate, please. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, if you want to buy a 1000 uh, of these, $179,000. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, this uh, makes me want to go put a big pilot in my cart. <laughs> Such a good feeling. What is this? <laughs> this thing is pretty cool. But yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's the big takeaway. Um, try not to be too dismissive, especially if someone just getting into watches asks you about a certain watch brand. Um, you can be honest, being like, oh, yeah, Michael Kors, you know, um, I know a lot of their watches go, uh, uh, like, in line with a lot of, like, the like the fashion clothes that they wear, but they don't do, like, automatics if you want something with, like, gears and stuff, you know what I mean? Or if you want something that would that worked really well in an office, you could find something really cool sure. um, from Michael Kors or whatever. Like, I think it's, it's really, it's also really tough for us to not, like, give our opinions in an aggressive way because that's just how the watch fam fucking conditions us man the watch fam you know pretty toxic sometimes is any watch a bad watch is any watch a bad watch i i mean no i really i mean if, I it, if it's like if it's like 40 minutes behind i would say that's a bad watch <laughs> I mean, like listen watch you're really bad at being a watch i think you're yeah. a good looking watch but you're really bad at being a watch yeah <laughs> So yeah, I guess if you if you stay from like that, or if like the hands fall off, like oh yeah, hands fell off, <laughs> probably not a good watch, you know. The hands fell off every single minute, and then you have to pop the the crystal off and 
stick them back on. That's a, that's bad, a bad watch. watch. I think that's a bad watch. I'll call it. I'll call that a bad watch. But I think, in all honesty, I think if there's a watch, I, I think there's a watch out there that at least someone will always love. Hmm. Like that fucking Rainbow and Victor Quartz, dude. I don't like that watch, but I saw someone wearing it in the wild, and he looked really fucking happy. Yeah, whatever, man. You know, I, what I'm learning now is we're, you know, getting into like defining our own taste as watch collectors. It's that me progressing as a watch collector is not me gaining knowledge. It's me just fucking letting go of shit, unlearning mm. stuff. I think I think the true path to enlightenment is not the path of accumulation; it's the path of letting go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's the big takeaway. Uh, big takeaway for me. I I did just kind of come, like, stumble upon a uh, a true fashion watch, and mm. I'll call this a fashion watch. And Timex is the guilty party here. Okay. Um. I'm just noticing that they did a collaboration with the brand Supreme. Uh, uh, I'm not familiar with that. And Supreme is like a sportswear fashion company that like the logo has become like everything behind the brand. So okay. like they put Supreme on a fire extinguisher. I shit you not. And people like it's sold out in minutes. Why? Um, it's just it's just one of those brands that you wear uh, to like kind of signal wealth, you know. Okay, that's dumb. So I, I'm noticing that Timex did did this little like Indiglo like digital watch with them, and the only the only real indicator is the Supreme logo on like the uh, the LCD or like the whatever they have i mean if someone if this would make someone happy although i really don't think it would sure whatever but yeah this is pretty dumb yeah you know how much is this watch i don't know i don't i don't know what it was uh it probably didn't matter how much it was because these it's only 68 dollars well i mean let's you think the scalpers ruined everything we're, we're getting into like yeezy territory here let's see timex uh yeah they're selling for like 200 bucks wow 250 bucks um you know just if you want and if i i'm actually kind of curious though let's search for the supreme fire extinguisher oh my god 400 and 750 dollars 1188 dollars dude <laughs> i think i think they slapped their logo on a brick one time <laughs> i swear to god I'll, yep. I'll, I'll i'll agree with you these are pretty dumb yep supreme bricks you can buy one for a hundred and fifty dollars what do you do with it you just you just put it on your mantle you buy it that's what you do you buy it and you say that you have it so so i think we learned something here today. that's a that's a fashion brand hundred percent. Like this, this is something. This is this is. If you really need a fashion brand to fucking hate on, for some reason, hate on this thing. All right. This fucking. Although, although I do admire, I, I do admire like the the handful of marketing people like in the boardroom. Like, shit. How are we gonna top the last thing that we did? <laughs> like, all right. Hear me out. Let's put the logo on a fire extinguisher. 
<laughs> it's gotta fail. Like it's that's gotta got, fail. That has to be the line that we draw. Maybe maybe no. the design team at Supremes is trying to get fired. <laughs> we hate our <laughs> jobs. Just, maybe they're just really clinging to unemployment. Like let's just get fucking fired, guys. I'm oh, tired. Dude. I don't see my family anymore. This is Put great. the logo on a brick. All right. Nope. Instant success. Instant success. I want to see Supreme... Promotions all around. I want to see Supreme toilet paper. Each each sheet of the toilet paper has the logo, so you got to wipe your ass with it. Oh, my God. You think that would sell? Be careful. You might get hired. You might get a job <laughs> offer after this. This <laughs> goes live. That's gold, Cass. Pure gold. <laughs> we never oh heard from Cass again. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went... I drank the Supreme Kool-Aid. Ugh. That's a good one. Supreme Kool-Aid. Supreme Kool-Aid. God, right. you're just full of ideas. $400 Kool-Aid. Kaz, Kaz is going to get like a half a million dollar a year salary. He's going to disappear. I'll just be doing random uh, reach wrist shot updates from Bora Bora. He doesn't even use Photoshop for his work. He uses paint. MS Paint. MS Paint has got me out of a few jams in my time. All right. Me too. I will say. But yeah, the fashion watch thing, I think... Um, I think we should be a little more thoughtful in regards to how we use that. I don't think we should try and project prejudices on other people when they're asking us about um, watches and things like that. So, and I think you, we should all accept at a certain point we're buying watches because they look cool. Absolutely. I know yeah. it's dumb to say that, but like I see watch brands all the time and like they're flaunting specs and stuff as if it's like a main purchasing features like oh buy this watch thousand meter water resistance uh crown lock i got the screw spring bars it's a super double case back it's a four millimeter thick sapphire dome and it's just like dude like i play solitaire like uh, like in my office like most of us do you know it's like oh, man. it's just like i don't what are you really buying are you buying an idea or are you buying something that's actually going to make you happy so, do Windows my... PCs do Windows PCs still come with solitaire? Oh my God, the Microsoft Solitaire collection. I don't know. Let me see if mine. Let me see if mine's got it. I yeah, just dude. opened it up. Yeah, man. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? This is the reason you buy a fucking PC. <laughs> is there another reason you buy a PC? Oh my God, classic solitaire. Remember when Dinesh was playing it with the with the like Nintendo Power Glove with all the screens or whatever the, the fuck that thing was? Glove. I don't know what it was. What <laughs> the like a Nintendo Power Glove? Uh, so that's my final thought. I know we're I know we're really hammering at home, but it's just something I think um, it's one of like the last things that we haven't really aggressively addressed is like the weird exclusionary prejudices and almost sexism that occurs when someone says oh it's just a fashion watch i would really love to see where people draw the line so like i again i'm on the timex website and i'm seeing this mark one collection and then i i look at the easy reader and how like for some reason people really like recommend the easy reader or the weekender as a first watch like mm. why is why is that okay and a daniel wellington not so is it the history? Is it the name? Is it the way the businesses are run? So I, I'm curious to know where people draw the line. It's a good point. Yeah. I think people, I think it's because the whole big thing in the watch fam is when you say Daniel Wellington, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, um, the most connotations I've heard is that it's the boyfriend watch. 
The boyfriend watch? It's the watch that girlfriends buy for boyfriends. Oh, okay. All right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, it's it only cost them $2, but they're selling it for $200. But your point is really, really good. What's the fucking difference between someone really wanting a Daniel Wellington and someone really wanting a Timex and you encouraging the Timex person and then telling the Daniel Wellington person that they're a fucking idiot? Like, what? what? Maybe it's business practices? I don't know. But if you really break it down, all businesses are trying to do the same thing putting something out there while trying to make a buck there was a time <clears throat> when i wore a collection of jeans called the boyfriend okay from forever 21 now, this were, is on a, this is an honest question michael they, they were girl they, pants oh because i was gonna ask you if they sold guys pants <laughs> they, they were girl pants <laughs> called the boyfriend that's great because i'm just like i didn't think forever 21 sold dudes clothing <laughs> it was all, but those it was, those were all about the look. That, that was that was those those were the stage pants. Yeah, man. you got your hair you got your hair curler or straightener if you're the drummer or if you're in front of people. You got your hair curler, your hair straightener. And you got your you got your uh, girl jeans. Bam, perfect. Right. <laughs> you strap locks and you just twirl that shit around with your fucking tight pants, dude. Right. I feel like I still teeter on like girl pants though. Like I don't know. You wear you wear what you wear you wear what you like. They feel great. They right? Great. Isn't, me, isn't there an IT Crowd episode where Moscow is in to buy women's trousers? The final episode of IT Crowd, <laughs> he goes to buy women's trousers because um, uh, the boss, whose name I can't remember now, uh, Reynold, uh, uh, um, I can't remember his first name, he says the secret to his success is women's trousers. Perfect. <laughs> women's tr- Women's slacks. Women's slacks. Women's slacks. Women's slacks. Oh, boy. Did you hear that Timex in the background, by the way? A little beep. What was that? Was that Which Timex was that? That was a Timex. Which one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the exact model, but I know there are two of them back there. I thought I've you only had the Marlin. No, I, I have the Marlin and two others. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you, man. But here, um, I think that's a really interesting note and question to pose to the audience if you haven't rage quit TBWS already at this point. If we're, if you liking us, if the line for you liking and not liking us is us saying every watch is a fashion watch, and if you're still here, hey guys, welcome to the club. All right? Because I can imagine, I think we're probably going to get some angry emails. You know? My GMT Master is not a fashion watch. Sorry, unless you're a fucking jet setter. Yeah, right. probably a fashion watch. <laughs> Even if it is, use your fucking phone. Sorry, you know. Yep, exactly. I, I function it has auto, not auto sets the moment you land. <laughs> yeah, dude. Function has informed like none of my purchases. I got the sumo because I'm like, oh, I'm going on a cruise and I need something that's gonna like withstand water. But that was because when I got my S, my SNK was the first watch, uh, first automatic I ever got, and um, I was on like the forums and everyone was saying, oh, it's only got what like 30 or 100 meters water resistance. I wouldn't get that thing wet. And so the prejudice from the watch fan was like, oh fuck, I can't bring this watch on a cruise. It'll fucking emulsify if 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 a wet breeze touches it. But Based on what I did on that cruise, that fucking SNK would have been fine. I I showered regularly with an SNK. 
Yeah, dude. And then I sold it, and I never told the guy. And, and I never got an email back. You're his Barabbas. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure. I'm sure nothing happened to it. <laughs> fucking sitting in a bar, crying into a beer. I'm gonna find that fucker. I'm gonna find him and beat him to death with this waterlogged SNK. <laughs> Barabbas. But yeah, I think that's a good question to pose to to everyone listening to the show. What is that line between a fashion watch you have no problem recommending, i.e., a Timex Weekender? Um, and a fashion watch that most of the watch fan would never recommend, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 like a Daniel Wellington. My inclination is possibly that, oh, the Timex Weekenders, uh, like an original design and the Daniel Wellington is supposed to look like, I don't fucking know, Patek, like a clean ass three hand or two hand Patek. Not even. Right? It's the gold yeah. watch. The gold watch. So like, I mean, like for me, neither watch is like an original design like they're all you know being informed by other designs that came before them if you want a true originally designed watch if you're the type of person if you're the type of watch connoisseur where you seek out the truly unique and the truly special in life i will say it now you get yourself over to amazon you buy yourself a rainbow quartz invicta that is the most uniquely designed watch (laughs) i have ever come across is that fair the, to say? The women will just start piling on. They'll fall from the sky. All right, dude. <laughs> like a plague, like a sexual plague from Egypt. They'll fall from the sky. <laughs> Bonds, brunettes, whatever the other fucking hair colors are, I can't really remember right now. The wall, they'll, they'll just, you know what I'm saying? As soon as you buy that Rainbow Quartz Invicta, man, that'd be a great change. That'd be a great Invicta commercial, actually. He goes into the store. It's like a nerdy, it's like a nerdy kind of guy. He kind of has that Rachel Lee Cook thing where if he just lost the glasses and kind of shook out his hair, he'd be fine. But he's kind of nerdy. He walks so into like the, the, the Axe commercials, but with Invicta? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Primo. Par excellence. Yes. Axe commercials. But so like he walks into the store and he puts a watch on and uh, shakes the guy's hand and then he leaves because he bought the watch. And then like you see storm clouds. You're like, oh no, fucking, you know, Robert's going to get... Where I was gonna get rain, and it's just women. Just <laughs> women are falling from the sky and like fawning over his wrists. You know? Oh boy. Now I now I want an Invicta. No. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck, I should I should buy a fucking Invicta. God damn. What am I doing? Sitting here with a fucking stupid ass Timex. But here, we'll pose that question to you guys. What's the line? What's the big difference? Why recommend a Timex Weekender? over a Daniel, a Daniel Wellington in the scenario someone has come to you and they said they like both watches mm-hmm. yep you know why choose one over the other I think that's a great question um, also definitely share your thoughts on this week's show um, if what we've said is just totally fucked up and you're like you guys are totally missing the point fashion watches or blah and uh, and you know not fashion watches or blah if you want to do the full Chris Walk the, the Chris Rock White people walk like this and black people walk like this. If you want to do the full Chris Rock joke between fashion watches and non-fashion watches, let us know what's up. You know what I mean? That's not that that's not that's not the proper Chris Rock joke. It's not appropriate for you to do the Chris Rock joke right here. It's also not appropriate for me to do the voice. You can't do the voice. You can't do the voice. It's actually impossible to do the Chris Rock voice without sounding fucking racist. Yep. Get in trouble. Can't you do get that. Get in trouble. You know, Chris Rock himself will kick your fucking door down. <laughs> <laughs> and beat you to death with a supreme brick. All right. True story. Not true story. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
It's like probably has one. It's like uh, it's like Bloody Mary. If you do the Chris Rock voice in the mirror three times in a row, Chris Rock jumps out of the mirror and beats you to death with a fucking supreme brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Michael's voice where he's thinking, "Man, I should have, I should have, I should have gotten the gray NATO." <laughs> should have. I could have been talking to Jason or whatever the fuck the other guy's name is about they, cars. They and denied shit. my application. <laughs> Should have gotten. I should have. I've always, I've always wondered, like you know, in the saga of like friends doing things, I always equated to the Blink One Eighty Two spectrum. Okay, there's a pre-Travis Barker stage where they got rid of their old drummer. I forgot his name. It's like Scott. Trader Scott. Or something. Scott Rayner. Yeah. Scott Rayner. Uh, there's the Scott Rayner phase. There's the Dude Ranch phase. Dude Ranch phase. He was there's, still there. Was he? Oh, that was Scott on that album. He was still there. Okay, I take it back because I was good. To, so the joke that I was going to make is that I was your Scott Rayner and you were just waiting to shed me off <laughs> so you could do your dude ranch. So the no. reality is they shed Scott off and then they did Enema of the State. Right? That's, that's what happened, yeah. So you were just waiting to shake my dumb ass off so you can go and do your 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 Enema of the State with fucking, I don't know, EA8 or, or Greg Bidrosian, someone someone much nicer than me. You and are then, you are my non-tattooed Travis Barker. <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm, I'm the rock. I'm afraid of planes. I have a I have all kinds of other interests. That's that's the only Travis Barker's things I can I can remember right now. Cadillacs. You you have to like Cadillacs. I I think I like I never really thought about it too much. <clears throat> you gotta like Cadillacs. But but Travis also has a much more appropriate reason to be scared of, scared of, scared of planes than I am. Yes. Yeah. Poor guy um so yeah that, that's that's how I, I always saw myself as like me holding you back from dude ranch from your dude ranch or i guess in this case now that i understand the timeline better your enemy of the state um the fuck we're, are we even talking about we're, we're we're going all the way man we're going all the way <laughs> we're gonna go the full well then well am i gonna are we gonna go the full spectrum to the point where i turn into tom and you're like fuck this guy this is ridiculous you know what I mean? Or or are we Mark and Travis all the way? <laughs> I, I could I could go now and we're grab just fucking around. I could go and grab my guitar if we need to. But yeah, okay, we're Mark and Travis. It's the it's, it's the Mark and Travis show. I can deal with that. Mark and Travis show. Yeah, I can deal with that. Um, but here at this point in the show, definitely let us know your thoughts on this week's episode. Let us know your thoughts on fashion watches as a whole. If and here's the interesting question. If you liked quote unquote fashion watches before you started becoming a watch geek, and then if you became a watch geek, did you start hating your mm-hmm. original fashion watch purchases? Let yeah. us know what's up. This is a very open-ended discussion, and I know it's one that's not over, but um definitely wanted to kind of just get everyone's thoughts and opinions on just sort of what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. With this fake division between a fashion watch and non-fashion watch. Because I'm saying it here. All watches are fashion watches. Boom. Or, you know. That's just what it is, man. Sorry, I just burped. <laughs> That's church. That's church? Is the church making me burp for blaspheming against against non-fashion watches? The bells start ringing. <laughs> I was on a I was on a, a call. I was on a client call, and the bells started going off. But it was for like a it was, it was for like a, a funeral. So it was just the ten. Like the dun dun, dun oh the belt, and so I'm in the middle. Of, I'm in the middle of the call, and I'm like, I, I apologize if it sounds like Metallica for whom the bell tolls right now. I live across, <laughs> I live across from a church, and the two guys and I just started cracking up, and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, thank God that joke worked because that joke could have bombed. 
That joke could have been terrible. Yeah. Thank God that joke worked. <laughs> Sounds like from Metallica's for whom the bell tolls right now. But here, I'm gonna, let's let all the nice people go. I got to eat lunch. Let us know your thoughts on this week's show. Let us know your thoughts on the discussion about fashion watches. If we're crazy, if you think we're onto something. And always at the end of the day, if you take away anything from listening to an episode, this wacky-ass podcast that we call Two Book Watch Knobs, it's that you just collect in whatever way that makes you happy and don't let anyone else's bullshit affect what makes what makes you who you are. I mean, that's a lesson for life, in my opinion. And that's something that I think we're all working on. But all right, is it that time? Is it that sad time? It's that time. This would be the perfect time for the funeral bells to ring from the church, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I did not be fantastic. But here, let's do it. Let's let the, let's let the nice people go. Um, you start closing us out, and then I'll, uh, I'll end it. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. Later. Later.